Hello and welcome back to another episode with Going Sideways with 10 Drift. Today I bring you one of the best episodes I've had so far with Paco Ibarra. Uh, many of you will probably know him out of Maximum Driftcast. He's had a pretty decent history in the sport of just uh, building some outrageous cars and he is an absolute blast to chat with. So I uh, won't hold up anymore. Here we go. Thank you everyone for listening. Today I bring you Paco Ibarra from Maximum Driftcast as well as just being everywhere when it comes to drifting. Uh, thank you for being on, man. Hey, thanks for the name, bud, Jeff. So I don't know a lot of your history in the sport. I guess it seems like for a lot of people, I'm very ignorant whenever it comes to drift, like drift knowledge of just what's gone on in the sport before like 2017, 2016, whenever I super got into it. So were you like, were you into any other motorsports before getting into drifting or what got like, what got you hooked? Well, I mean, it's, it's weird because, well, first of all, I mean, I'm not surprised that nobody knows my background on motorsport because I, I'm not really anybody, <laughs> but I mean, at least anybody in the motorsports, I mean, I might talk about it, but I have never really done much more than that. I got you. Uh, but I think it all started, um, like, I, th- I guess like my love for the motorsports is it all started with Gran Turismo from oh, like yeah. a lot, like a lot of the people, um, my age, yeah. um, I was, uh, born and raised in Guadalajara, Mexico. And, uh, we don't have a lot of the cars that you guys have here. So I remember I actually learned a lot about new cars that we didn't have uh back home through Gran Turismo. That's awesome. I and played I so back. much GT2. <laughs> yeah, specifically Gran Turismo 2. And um and I just remember we used to come to the States every um like through the holidays. Okay. Like we do like a whole month of like snowboarding and driving around my dad's RV. Oh yeah. So for me that was like the time where I, I go to the States and I get to see all these cars. Uh, in person. And uh, funny thing, like I remember one of my favorite cars was that Subaru SVX. Yeah. And the time I saw one in person in the States, I was like, no way. Like there it is, you know? <laughs> so um, with that being said, uh, one of my, one of my, my actual, my first car as like a car, not a truck was my Datsun 280Z. Oh, sweet. Which, uh, yeah, which I still have. Actually, I brought it from Mexico. I still have it. It's in my garage right now. Really? And um, so back home, uh, I had I ha- that car was an import. Like you know, that car was never sold in Mexico. That was what I used to drive back home, but nobody knew really what it was. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, is that a Jaguar? Is that a Porsche?" <laughs> and um, and uh, like I was just like, to me, that was like this car that just for some reason grabs a lot of attention. People don't even know what it is. I mean, it yeah. looks like a race car for sure. Um, yeah. I feel like that was one of the cars that Datsun was big about of uh, bringing to the racetrack, you know, went on, went on Saturday and go to church on Sunday type of thing. Kind of. Yeah. Like it was pretty much the whole, the whole fur lady series with starting with the convertible and then the, the fur lady Z. And um, yeah, I mean, it's like a car that's a sporty, but it's affordable. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like the people's sports car. For sure. It was cheaper than a Corvette back then. And it performed almost as good as a Corvette. 
Because um, I would have been during yeah. the smog years and stuff, I'm assuming. The what, sorry? That would have probably been like heavy into the smog years of whenever Corvette's high output was like 180 horsepower. Yep, exactly. So like the late, late 70s, early 80s, that's yep. when the Datsun Z was at its peak of popularity. And, um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, like back home, imagine like this car was never sold, so it's not a common sight and people okay. loved it. And, um, I was, I started to like be known as like a car person, if you may, like somebody who has like a different kind of car and like, oh, you know, like Paco, I was only, I don't know, 20, 19. Okay. Hell yeah. You know, and, and, uh, with that being said, um, I had a lot of friends who were into Camaros and Mustangs and I mean, uh, Camaros and Transams. And, uh, there was like a Camaro and Transam, uh, and Corvette club in Mexico. And I, I ended up buying a 78 Camaro and I joined them. Okay. So even though I wasn't like, like the, the biggest Camaro fan, I mean, I still like them and I had my 78 Camaro as well. And, uh, we used to have like track days yeah. and on track days, people will, you know, they will try, they'll try to get their Camaros around the road racing, um, around, you just try to do some grip racing and. And I remember that I would bring my Datsun to the, to our little track road day. racing events. Yeah. Track days. And I just would not try to, to grip it. Like I literally would try just to slide it around corners. <laughs> and that was like how I just like love, like driving this car. Like, like everybody would like, just like accelerate the straight lines. And as soon as the turn will come, like they'll start slowing down and slowing down and take the turn, you know, and then accelerate. I would do the opposite. I would try just to go as fast as I could. And when the turn come over, you know, I just like try to try to whip it around and try to slide it. And it was an open diff car and it wasn't, yeah. you know, like it had a lot of power. So one tire fire here and there, obviously. But I, I that was kind of like where I, my first love of driving irresponsibly <laughs> around a racetrack started. Yeah, just literally trying to have as much fun as possible in the car and not be like, oh, I need to shave a half second off my lap time. It's no, let's see how much faster I can enter this turn. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I, I, I had no interest on beating anybody. And, you know, on the track, I was just, I just wanted to have fun. And everybody in the track will be like, I mean, we are, we're into Camaros and yeah. Transam, but that little, that's just like, <laughs> it. it's just like sliding around. It looks like he's having a lot of fun. And then all the other guys will try to do the same and they'll just spin right away and, you know, like yeah. they're prepared um, for suspension wise or anything like that for, for that. You know, they're just, everybody's mostly like a drag racer. For sure. So it's just body roll whenever they exactly. decide to try and go at it. Yeah. So when I moved to the States, I brought the Datsun with me. And um, I remember since I didn't really know uh, anybody, one of the first things I do, I did was try to meet new people. And I went on online, like uh, this is a time where like forums were still a thing. And, uh, I found like the 350Z, uh, okay. AC 350Z, uh, forums. So I joined and, Hey, how about 280Z that's, and then everybody's like, Oh yeah, what's up? Come on, you know, come hang out. And We'll go on like night rides and uh, every now and then we'll go to like this, you know, like a late night on the abandoned parking lot, whatever. And they'll try like, to do drifting and like donuts and stuff like that. And 
to me, that was like, oh, you know, like these guys are actually doing this. Uh, like this is what they do for fun. Like instead of like the drag racing. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, I started like, like, uh, they, 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 they would also come, uh, go to the local drift events and I will, I'll, I'll start like going to the local drift events and my dad's one as well. And that's pretty much like the first time that I officially went to a drift event and tried to drift it. And it wasn't, it wasn't that much fun because obviously the car wasn't anywhere. Yeah. Pre- for for drifting open div <laughs> just had like you know like uh lowering springs no power steering oh shit yeah yeah it was it was it was a riot <laughs> that could get real rough real quick yeah yeah no i mean like, i actually the thing i remember the most is the steering wheel hitting my my fingers i had like bruises over my <laughs> fingers just those you know, steering wheel was try- i had like a naughty steering wheel and those metal spokes will just like hit the finger so hard. It's like, were you out boxing this weekend? No, no, fucking the steering wheel fucked my hands all up. What? I went drifting. Yeah, <laughs> I went drifting. <laughs> what, like on trains? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I had so much fun that I decided I need to build a car specifically for this. So I decided to start taking things apart on my Datsun and put something together. But in the meanwhile, I, I like, I never really finished building it because I ended up buying a C5 Corvette okay. and that's what I did uh, drifting at events. So the funny thing is like, I was drifting Corvettes before it was cool. Yeah. I was going to ask about what year was this? Um, 2008. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You- yeah. It's, it's been a while, man. And like, Going out to events now, like C5 Corvettes just seem to be taking over for the grassroots stuff because everyone's just like, yeah, I I didn't even have to do anything, you know, maybe springs, but otherwise it just goes. It it makes so much more sense. I mean, it's a car that it's already LS swapped. Yeah. It's uh, balanced as hell because the C5 have the transmission in the back first generation to to do the transaxle. It was made to be a race car. It was, yeah. And I mean, and it wasn't easy. Like the first times I took that car to the track, it was like I was trying to fight a car that wants to grip. Yeah. And it wasn't until like some friends like helped me like set it up and a, a little bit and like, oh, okay. So now I'm going to actually start like having a feel for it. And uh, it was fun. It was, it was definitely fun. But it, the funny thing is like a lot of people didn't talk to me because it's like, oh, who's this guy with a Corvette? Like, <laughs> you know, I would like try to go like, like if I see somebody driving very good, I will go like, "Hey, dude! Like I see you're killing it. Like you think you can give me some advice?" They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. What are you driving? Oh, that Corvette." And they'll be like, "Oh, oh, um, no, just just keep driving." They're like <laughs> blown blown away, you know? Like, yeah. well, like now, did you have the whole Corvette get up with the jean shorts, New Balance Corvette museum shirt? The thing is, like, I would wear old Subaru. At this point, I already had my SVX. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, I was kind of like a Subaru guy. So Subaru shoes and Subaru shirt and Subaru hat. Driving a C5 Corvette. Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of weird. Like, I guess like the Subaru look, that was like the first thing that will help me break the ice. Yeah. As soon as I said Corvette, they're like, oh. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up like getting to the point where I was like, okay, am I going to build 
the Corvette like just full, like it's paid off. And uh, I, I had two choices. Like, do I keep the Corvette yeah. to, you know, just keep keep going and building it properly? Or should I just like do something else? And I mean, at this point, like I'm known for liking weird cars like sure. the SVX, the Pontiac Aztec. Oh, you like the I Aztec? Have, I have one. Yeah, it's my it's one of my favorite cars I ever owned. Now, does yours have that whole like camping thing that attaches to the back of it? Stand. Oh, oh uh, man. The cooler, center console, everything. Yeah, I love the thing. Now, did it come with the blue meth or no? No, okay. no, that, that you, have to, you have to cook it yourself. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so like, you know, I was like, okay, should I just keep building the Corvette? The thing is like, at this point, nobody's drifting Corvettes. There's no aftermarket anything. Yeah. Like no angle kits, no, like to, to put coil lovers on a car that comes factory with lift springs instead of regular suspension. Yeah. It's super expensive and I had to do it both front and rear. So it was going to cost me a lot of money and like there was still like had to be like a lot of research done. Yeah, so I decided, okay, I'm just going to buy something else, something more basic and build it. But I just didn't want it a uh, 240 or a BMW that everybody was drifting. Sure. And my first option was, um, was a um, Volvo wagon. <laughs> I love those things. And I know like some of them are turbos and I was like, oh, I'm going to get a, a Volvo wagon. And like, there was a couple of friends where they were drifting Volvo wagons already nice. uh, successfully. So I was like, well, I can go this way. But then I remember that not too long ago, I was invited to go uh, drive uh, lemons. Okay. My idea for lemons was to buy a Previa because <laughs> I knew they came with rear wheel drive and uh, manual <laughs> transmission as an option. And, you know, in lemons, like cars usually get kind of like banged and hit. And oh, like, yeah. Well, with these, the Previas, with the engine being kind of like in the middle, it's very protected. So That's you can fair. like, you know, like you can hit him hard and you will never hit it hard enough where you damage the, the drivetrain. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to put together a team. I'm going to buy a Previa and it's going to be the best lemons car. And uh, it never happened. Like when I never, we never got the team together. But the the idea of the Previa just remained in, in the back of my mind. So when I was like doing this, you know, conversion from leaving the Corvette into moving into something else, I remember the Previa. I was like, okay, maybe I can just buy one and see what happens. And fair enough, I go on Craigslist and type Previa. The first one that comes up, it's nine hundred dollars, perfect <laughs> conditions. And it's a manual and it's rear wheel drive. And I go and test drive it. And like right there, I just pay in cash and I drove it home. And the first, the very first thing I did, I just I strip everything on the inside. I got rid of all the seats and uh cut the rear springs. And I was too jumpy. So I put footballs in the springs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I was one of the precursors of a, uh, uh, active dampening uh, <laughs> suspension. Quote unquote active. <laughs> Tom Brady would have been proud. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I literally just, oh, I welded the diff. Okay. The first thing I did welded the differential and uh, one day I took it. Oh, and I, I did all the 
the tofu livery. I did like the the A eighty six Fujiwara tofu shop livery. Replace all the previous badges, and I put like Treno, Apex, sixteen valve, and and you know carbon hood. It just made it made it look like like a joke. Yeah. Like what happens when when Takumi expands business and it's a bigger, <laughs> bigger vehicle, you know, to go down Akina Mountain. So. How much power did the Previa have? Factory made like uh, 125 to the wheels. I put it on the dyno. That was, it made that's like, more than I expected, honestly. It's not that bad. They made, him a, they made a supercharged version. Okay. It only, made, it only makes 25 more horses, so it's not yeah. that much more. But uh, the problem is the weight. Yeah. Um, so it's heavy as hell. But um, and after I stripped it down and all that, uh, I took it to the track and, you know, like people thought like I was like part of like the the track crew. Like I was going to like <laughs> send cars, you know, then they see that I lined up and everybody's like, nah, nah, he's, he's gotta, he's, he has, this guy has to be joking. He's going to go pick up some cones. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Uh, first tries when went at it and I had the e-brake. The e-brake is between the door and the seat. By the oh, way. it's so, one of those. Yeah, shifter one side, e-brake on the other side. So I was kind of like, you know, like changing hands. You're skiing as you're going down the dam. <laughs> and, um, you know, I went for a couple laps and like it literally, it broke, uh, it, you know, like people's minds. It was like, what is going on? <laughs> and it was the most fun I ever had. Like, it was like, this is, this is the stupidest, best idea I ever had. <sighs> To the day, I still think is one of my the stupidest, best ideas I ever had. And what's funny is that that first day that I took the Previa to the track, that was uh, the also the very first time that Sam Drift Idiot, like he was his second, the second he was shooting the second video. Oh shit! His second uh, Drift Idiot day two Drift Idiot thing. So at this point, he already made like day one, and he was. Like he at this time Jalop if if you if Jalopnik shared something uh from for you, yeah. it'll blow up. Like it'll everybody will know about it. Yeah. So at this point Jalopnik already made an article about Sam's Drift Idiot video. So I go there, it's like, oh, that's Drift Idiot guy. <laughs> and he's filming, you know, his his video. And then he sees the van is like, whoa, that thing is stupid. <laughs> so we went, we, you know, we talked and we became friends and, uh, and, uh, that's like, that was like the first connection that ever, Oh, the other thing, sorry, Corey was also the track that day. <laughs> and at this point I already knew Corey, but like, we weren't like friends. We just yeah. knew about him because I was like the formula drift, the local formula drift guy. And, uh, but he was there and he saw it too. And he and, uh, Corey and Sam, started like making videos together and I was like, kind of like invited, you know, to the video things as well, because I mean, obviously Corey likes stupid things. Yeah. So that's kind of how we all meet and it all happened. Like this, the, the initial the magical day. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was pretty much, it was a van. Uh, I guess I should have always just figured that, Maximum Driftcast started because of a van. <laughs> I mean, it started because of Drift Idiot, because of the van, and because of Corey's, um, you know, like 
silliness and just yeah. it's just such an authentic and very original way of joking, you know, and we love that. Like that's one of the things that we like about him the most. It's just very authentic and unique way of making fun of situations. His level of sarcasm is unmatched. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> what's crazy is that that's how he is. Like, it's yeah. not like, Oh, he, he turns on the switch and no, 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 he, that's him. So that's, that's probably one of the best parts. And it just, <laughs> it's just work. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was that, that, uh, that event for everything? I think the previa happened in 2012. Okay. So it's been a little while now. Yeah. Uh, so sports- I think 2012 and then by 2013, I already had like modified the previa and like roll cage it and put like an <laughs> S14 subframe and cut it and chopped it and lightweight it and, and, and then Jalopnik was also sharing about like, oh, look, this guy built the Previa. And just like I started like getting like a lot of attention. And this is like when also when YouTube was less blogging and more like just people uploading videos. Sure. So I will be uploading a bunch of stuff, you know, like the Previa doing donuts and the Previa <laughs> doing burnouts and stupid videos that had nothing to do with it. But like my channel just started like blowing up and I started like, getting a lot of subscribers and and I just never thought of like, oh, I'm going to do this for a living. Yeah. But at that point, if I kept, if, if I have kept going and just uploading and started like maybe like doing the vlogging and all that, maybe I would have been Adam LC. So, <laughs> but I did not. So it's Man, Adam. If you would have just went all at it, you'd have millions of dollars right now to just <laughs> throw around on cars that would probably be just like what you already have of a billion different cars that aren't running and some that are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I, uh, I like to think that I, I, I'm just not that much of a fan of making videos all the time and having like my whole life exposed That's online, fair. you know, but, but it's still fun. I mean, I still every now and then I upload little things here and there and I, I still get tons of comments and, people watching some of my old videos so well like you mentioned before you have a very unique taste when it comes to cars and what you want to do with them um yeah. I, I don't know how many people when they see a previ is just like yeah i i, I see that sliding around corners <laughs> um i mean i guess unique is a very nice way of saying it <laughs> fucking crazy way of thinking about cars um yeah it's uh the way I, the, the, what i tell people is like yeah i'm crazy and i would never advise anybody to do what i do <laughs> because that's the other thing i would get tons of people like hey man i want to buy a previa and i want to drift it <laughs> I'll be like, dude that's awesome but honestly like no. i mean you're gonna hate your life like you're not gonna have the same fun it, it's it's a pain in the ass like i will be like you know i get something that that it's gonna be fun like i would i wouldn't advise people to go my route you know like and build stupid shit yeah yeah what should i do to start well if you follow me you'll start with a 280 with an open diff and eventually you'll come up with a previa just a natural progression right 280 corvette previa yeah i mean i've never heard of a better line of progression when it comes to race car Um, and uh yeah i mean i guess i i, I plateau right there because since the previa 
Um, I put, I had to put it down because it just wasn't, it just reached the point where it, it wasn't fun anymore. Like yeah. just not enough power, not enough. Um, well, that's when you turbo four, eight swap it. And I mean, I, that was the original plan turboing it, but at then at that time I had a lot of friends here that were like fabricators and builders and I got like a lot of ideas from people and they're like, you know what, let's just do, let's just do a flat six swap and mid engine. <laughs> and then no, let's do a two J. And one of my friends like, yeah, let's just do a two J and it's going to be sick. It's going to make it hundred horses, going to pop flames. And <laughs> I was like, all right, well, let's do that. And, um, I get, I, I put it on my, on my, my buddy's, uh, fabrication shop and I started cutting and taking things apart. And then suddenly the guy like literally screw everybody left and abandoned Fuck. everybody's projects and took everybody's money. And the van was like in, in the middle. So the van was just like literally left as a hunk of metal. And I was like, "Fuck, okay. So <laughs> Plan B. Do, uh, yeah. And it was about the time that, um, we were starting drift cast. So I was like, well, I started getting very busy with drift cast and yeah. So it was hard. It was hard to put the time on it. So the, the van kind of like became a, it went to the back burner and then the back burner turned off. <laughs> so a few so, things out of that, that I feel like are great branching points are two J swapping. Uh, mm-hmm. so how is it a C three or C four? I always forget if it's a C three or C four that you have that you're two J swapping. Oh, it's a C three, C three. 81 C3. So it's the last of the C3s. That thing is looking insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just, I decided, I mean, I still want to build a van, but I just wanted to build something just bonkers. You know, like one of the, one of the things I'm, I'm an industrial design designer. I graduated okay. from school as an industrial designer and I wanted to design cars. Like that's, that was my, my dream. But I realized like, you know, being a car designer is one of the most competitive jobs. Like it's oh, impossible sure. in there, you know, super, super hard. So, um, I always wanted to design cars and I, I ended up designing, uh, fiberglass parts, which, uh, uh, that's where, uh, 2F performance is, you know, we do the, okay. the, the body kits and all that stuff. But I need to hit I you up after this. <laughs> hit me up <laughs> but uh but i wanted to do something with a car i mean i, I obviously i'm not designing a car but i've just wanted to do something wild something different and i happened to find a c3 corvette for very very cheap no engine no transmission okay it's on a car so it's like no rust and um all the fiberglass is there and i was like oh, i can you know probably buy this and just do something cool and the 2J that I had for the van and my garage, I just like put it on the engine bay and it just fit. It's like, <laughs> dude, it, it was meant to be here. So, and also, you know, the first, the very first Corvette was an inline six. So yeah. to me it was like, uh, oh, okay, this makes sense. I can totally do that. And I, pus- I posted a couple of photos online and people lost, they lost their, oh, their you know, it was like, oh, dude, you have to do this. and. At that point, I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm I'm going to do it a lot. I'm not just going to swap an engine and drive it. I, I want this thing to be bonkers. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I want 
like wise fab and i want like let's make it right hand drive let's make it like it's like a like a like a corvette in japan and like just it's just obnoxious and i didn't even realize the right hand drive part of it that's fucking oh, yeah. ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like i and, and I, I try to go as legit as possible i got like 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 real bride seats and you know like not I, I didn't want it to go with like a like something that's gonna like cheapen out the build you know like yeah. um i found uh like real real um uh, Advent three spokes, you know, SA threes, oh, um, which by the way, I love these wheels since the longest time. And I always wanted a set and I managed to actually get a set and they're white as hell. They're, they're, they've been modified before and, okay. and they're incredibly obnoxious for the Corvette. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I just wanted to make something that's just nobody would have made. Like I, I know. If I if I told this to anybody else, I'd be like, yeah, nah, not really. So like, <laughs> you know, like the roll cage is like a T-top roll cage, so it's okay. open. You know, uh, um, the, all the the front was chopped, and we like redid pretty much like an S14 geometry. Okay. For the I, whole front. So I was wondering just, how you were going about trying to get Wisefab set up with it, and what cars Wisefab oh, yeah. kit you were using. It's, it's pretty much all S14. So like. That's one of the things I did with the van for the rear is like, I'm just going to put on an entire S14 subframe. And that way I use S14 control arms yeah. and coilover and wheels and dual brake calipers and everything that's made for a 240 will bolt in the van. So I went with the same mentality when the Corvette is like, well, I don't want to hit something and then not having the part because it's a custom made part. You know, I just want to have something that I can just pick off the shelf or sure. order a couple of weeks. So after doing like, just like the simplest design available, I think is the best 14 is very, very simple and it just works right. Yeah. I think everybody, everybody who drifts like 14s and 15s, they can tell you like that car with wise fab is all you will ever need for a, I mean, you're you, not that you need wise fab. Sure. I don't want to be that guy, you know, like, Oh, you need wise fab to be good. No, but I'm just saying like us, like just taking it to the top maximum level of modification. That's it. Yeah. So we decided to like replicate everything from, from an S14 on the Corvette, cut the whole soft frame. I mean, so the whole frame make our new frame on the front and it, everything pulls on. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it works great so far. When, when do you hope on having it up and running? Uh, <laughs> I wanted, I mean, I wanted to have it at least like Bluetooth drive, uh, drive yeah. shaft ready for SEMA last year. Um, but it, it's, it's tough. Um, when you have like a lot of like, like sponsors and people involved and, and oh, not sure. being able to bring some parts at the same time, like when, when you need them. And you, you, you can't like push them, you know, you can't be like, Oh, I need them now. Or so since I'm not competing, I don't have like a deadline. Yeah. I do want to have, I'm like, I'm, I'm hoping to being able to drive it at least at one grid life. That's what I was going to actually say is I would love to see that things, whether it's its first appearance or not show up at a grid life this year. Oh, dude, I'd, I'd love to, I, I obviously before I'll need to, get on it and drive it and make sure that I can earn my spot. You know, I'm not 
yeah. I'm not a professional drifter or anything like that, but I, I want to, I, w- I want to believe that I am very good at adapting so and learning. I've only so. been to one grid life. Um, and that was grid life South, the road Atlanta one. So yeah, that's where I met you in person. Yep. And, uh, like whenever I saw that E30 drifting around, I'm just like, are they really just letting anyone in here? Like what the hell is going on? That's thick Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got, he's got skills. I mean, it, if you can drift like that on a base car, like his, like, I think he's just had like coil overs and well, adapt. Yeah. If you get to do that, you are worthy you're of, of, <laughs> of great life appearance, you know? Fair enough. He's a little obnoxious on his driving. Like you can like see some of his indoor, uh, oh, yeah. indoor, uh, onboard cameras and he's like swatting flies like crazy but man he's he's manning that little thing <laughs> like um, a bob yeah dude like because i was there i think i was doing i was doing media for dream tank and uh just like watching you know taylor hole chelsea denova von gittin all these big mean ass cars just flying and then yeah. it's just like there's any third what why yeah. <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think he, even he said that like he he thinks he got accepted by mistake the first time, so he was like, "Oh shit, I have to put on a good show." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he did. And so and now they just keep on bringing him. Well, I guess they don't since he became local treasure. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, I really wish that they wouldn't have canceled South for this year. That was disappointing. Uh, that was definitely it was kind of sad, but at the same time, like you could tell there was a little bit of resistance from the local authorities oh yeah they they didn't like us having that much fun um the police around atlanta don't play oh yeah uh yeah we saw that (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised got away with so much the, the previous years dude like i still think one of my favorite things i've ever seen happen was at road atlanta probably like 2015 or 2016 FD. Um, you know, the big hill that like you cross through the tunnel that goes under the track and you just have that big hill that goes up and kind of like tees off. Yep. There was like a C5 or C6 Corvette that was doing a burnout. There was like an eighties, uh, diesel, uh, uh, Dodge pickup doing a burnout. And then, like, whenever they just took off, this car from behind them just, like, took, like, just went flying ahead of them and cut them off. And it was a black charger. And then you just see the trooper get out, put his hat on. Ooh. It was just like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, well, apparently when you're inside Road Atlanta, like, the whole track is considered, um, like, highway or something. Because they operate inside the track. Yeah. I really wonder... That's weird. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it was fun while it lasted. Oh yeah. And yeah, it just seems like every year they just crack down more and more and more and yeah. Stop people from having fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This last year it's just got way too weird. Like they, they, they kind of like corralled us in at the bottom of the, of the paddock. Yeah. I heard some issues, I guess that first night at, uh, out there at the paddock of, just wanting to stop anyone from having any sort of party or anything. Yeah. Like literally, Oh, your, your music's too loud. Like, 
<laughs> so what? There's not a single house around in over a mile. So yeah. what, what, why, why is there a sound ordinance? Like who's complaining? But nope, they don't care. Yeah, that's and and then yeah, I remember what was it? Uh, the Sunday they had to wait till like noon for the track to go live. Oh really? Um, because of sound ordinances for church and everything. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Um. So it's just like, but there's not a church for a ways out from here. <laughs> hey, there is a church inside everybody's hearts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's from the Bible belt, man. Like I'm, I'm yeah. nobody to there and tell them what to think or how to be, man. Like I'm just happy being there and like, I'll do as I'm told. Fair enough. You know, it, pretty much. It's just like, you know, I'll, I'll walk the line until it means, Hey, yeah. If, if you keep being stupid, you get arrested. I'm like, okay, I don't want to get arrested. Calm down. Yeah. yeah. No, and then I'm also like, I'm usually the, like the designated sober person yeah as designated driver so i didn't I'm see also you drinking like, from that wine bag so um i usually drink in the the wine bag on, on the morning okay. next day yeah not not at night <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i mean i'm usually you know the, the guy who's driving everybody back to the hotel i got and, you uh, so i'm kind of like the voice of reason when somebody gets somebody it's getting a little too wild. I'm like, hey, you know, I hate being that guy, but if you break an arm, <laughs> not gonna be able to win the championship. Oh, okay, that's true. So, <laughs> it's just chill. The one decent friend amongst everyone else saying, "Just send it." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try not to be that guy, but I mean, I'm kind of like that guy sometimes. Totally right there with you, actually. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm normally like, hey, guys, uh, you know how really bad of an idea this is if we keep going, right? So we should stop. No, no, we're, gonna... we're good. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. We're not good. That guy already, he already lost his breath one time. That just means the next one is going to lose an arm. Yeah. It's like We just had someone break a rib five minutes ago. I said we're good. Come on. We, we need to stop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. So other project stuff. So what other cars do you have that are currently in the making or trying to mess around with? Um, well, uh, my, my Datsun, my 280Z, it's actually, it's like one of those like very long, slow projects. So okay. I'm it. So I sandblasted the whole shell and ran it. It's powder coated. Nice. And, um, yeah. It has like a, like a half cage. Um, and that one, I just want it to be like a full air conditioning, stereo, full interior. Okay. We can, sir, you know. Um, so that one's going slow, but I mean, I, I still have it. So that's my 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 college car. I, it's still my car. So um, for it being a weekend car, why go with the half cage in it? Oh, it's still part of the, like, just being safe. And okay. I want to, yeah, half a cage, I mean, just it's just like a four point just yeah. behind seats. So just want to make sure that if for whatever reason something happens and I flip over the cave, the, the roof is not going to cave. Oh, or if I go, the, if I go the drag strip and, you know, run the quarter mile and it's, you know, 12, 13, so nobody's going to yell at me. Yeah. Um, um, I just saw a I video the other day uh, of, uh, 
I wish I could remember where it was at, where they had the concrete K rails and someone hit it and flips right over at like a low oh, yeah. speed. <laughs> That's K rails for you, man. It's like they're the sign to do that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like it, it, it's not a common thing, but you can flip pretty easily if you hit one of those. Oh yeah, I mean, with with how the bottom of them's angled, it's meant to like if you hit it from the side, yeah, you're going overboard. Yeah, I mean, the idea of the K rail is to redirect the energy from sideways to up. Yeah, it, that's literally how it's meant to happen. So, you know, if you hit him, you don't just like stop dead on, like just moves yeah. the energy up and you don't die. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it doesn't crush you and you don't fly into the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, like I think we kind of like lost this idea of like the car is meant to roll over. Yeah. And you're just supposed to be strapped properly in the car so if it rolls over it's probably because the for the best wait people care about safety though uh it's right <laughs> 2020 man like safety is too expensive <laughs> but i need a hans device what crap is this what kind of german stuff is that <laughs> the hell out of here with your hands we beat the germans in ww2 i ain't wearing no hands device yeah I mean, little people know that Hans device was implemented because of Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt's death. Yeah. That's how pretty much how he injured himself. He hit so hard his head and with the weight of the helmet, you know, pull forward where his body is being strapped. So it pretty much breaks your neck and cuts your, your spine, basically. Your spine. Yeah. So. It's uh, the hands of eyes is a very American. This is more American than the NASCAR, you know, like, yeah, you, you, you got to do it for Dell. <laughs> that should be their selling point. Hands of eyes. Do it for, for Dell. Oh, my God. Like, tell me that Where wouldn't sell every right one of them. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm happy that, that this stuff is implemented and especially in drifting. I think. Oh, yeah. I love grassroots drifting. I love the feeling of doing fun things with your friends. And you know, maybe, maybe maybe a little bit off, off topic, but like, I think I, I, this is one of the things I've been, I want, I've been wanting to uh, attack on the show, like the whole thing about prime implementing hands and yeah. fire suppression is like, guys, a fire suppression system on your car. It's like literally you want to save your investment. You put hours and hours of sweat and tears and money onto these cars. Like, you know, like it's only 450 bucks for like a good multi-spray, like a four point spraying yeah. system. Like, you know, something goes, goes out, pull that lever and it, you know, it's cheaper than insurance. And like even going to grassroots events, I've seen way too many fires happen. Yeah. Um. Um, so the way I see it is uh, I'd like to make a comparison with uh, flag football. Okay. So we all like football and, you know, like it's fun to play football, but you're not going to go and get shoulder pads and helmets and all this gear just to play football with your buddies. Right. Sure. So. You, inv you invent a new way of playing football called flag football. 
where, you know, like there's a rule, no tackling, and you have to pull the flag of these belts, and that's it. That stops the play. And even with that, there will be injuries. There's always going to be somebody who dislocates <laughs> an arm or falls on his elbow or sure. gets kicked in the face, two heads crash, you know, like there, there, there are injuries. Like you can't prevent people from having injuries. It stops you from falling down, but it doesn't stop concussions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you can't safe proof the world, you know, like, yeah, like people are meant to die. Like we have to die out of something. So obviously there's certain things that are preventable. Like in this case, well, let's not hit each other with any kind of safety. So let's just put on this flag thing. And there's always going to be somebody who's going to break the rules and everybody's going to be mad at him. And uh, let's time next time we don't invite him to play flag football, <laughs> right? Because like that guy is rough and yeah. he's always trying to point. So I feel like that can happen on drifting too. Like that, like pro am it's, it, it's on the name pro. Like yeah. it's, it's a meant to be a way, a path for to going pro. Right. I mean, absolutely. That, that's why it says pro. It doesn't mean, oh, pros and amateurs drive here. It's more like a go pro from amateur. Like it's, 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 that's yeah. why it's a competition. I, like one of the greatest things I got to hear last year, cause uh, I went to East 10's pro-am events for a couple of them. And in like the after event, I'm trying to remember which ECU company was there. Um, oh, shit. I can't think of who it was, but one of the guys came out there and says like, if you, if all the drivers want to take this seriously, you need to get sponsorships. And when you do this, you go to different bigger events and tell them you're a professional racer. Cause that's what you're doing out here is you're racing in a series trying yeah. to get into a bigger event. And that makes you a professional racer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the next step, right? I mean, if you're doing something that you love doing, but you want to also make money out of it or make a career out of it. Sure. Bro, that's what it is. And a lot of people don't understand. Like they still think that pro means grassroots, but cooler, Yeah. you know, like roots, but with cameras looking at you. And, and that's <laughs> one thing that's killed me whenever I see people bitching on Facebook for like any of the drift groups or whatever of being like, I can't believe that they want us to follow, you know, this rule or this rule. And it's rules that pro two are following. And yeah. it's just like, so if you're pissed about this, do you want to make the next step or are you yeah. just someone that's grassroots drifting? That's not even competing in pro and just wants to bitch. Yeah. Well, yeah. So there's, there's that, like the people oh, yeah. who just, Bitches and complain because they have nothing else in life that those we can ignore. Oh, yeah. They stuck. That's know, always going like, to happen. Yeah. But there are the ones who have a valid point. And I'm, I'm recently, I've been kind of like pay, I've been trying to pay more attention on what the whole, what's the whole thing about the, the cool thing about grassroots. And I love grassroots. Sure. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like there are people who they just want to, jam with their friends and there, yeah. there's people who enjoys the competitive aspect of drifting the, the battle like you know like not just tandeming and oh that was sick bro no like actual competition, competition yeah. tandem which I, just like flag football you know like there's no real reason on why we're gonna play flag football but we still go and do it and it's fun 
And whoever wins, you know, like, yeah, that's cool. And the, the losers are like, hey, whatever, you know, but, but then you go and do it again next week. Yeah. Because it's just like the natural competitiveness of, of humans. So I believe that it, there's a valid point on, 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 especially on the people who just wants to drive doing battles and have fun that don't necessarily want to go pro. And it's, it's a very valid point. Absolutely. Like, and, and you know, I mean, drifting, doing grassroots events and shootouts or, you know, other big one, one shot events where you can win money or you can win a play. Like really like, I, I don't like the idea of shootouts for getting into pro two, but yeah. I love shootouts for, you know, being a big cop where you have a ton of people show up, you get a bunch of spectators, you get a bunch of drivers and well, the, yeah, I, I, I love it, but the shootouts are just as pro as pro two. Sure. I mean, look, look at who shows, who shows up at pro, uh, like this, uh, the hundred K oh, shootout, yeah. Alec Honadel on his comp car. Um, you know, we had, um, uh, who else was there? Taylor uh, Ray, Taylor Hole, Taylor all in his Cadillac. He qualified sixth. You know, and I have all these other drivers with 800 plus yeah. horsepower cars. Like, you know, these, these guys are, are pretty pros. If you ask me, you know, like those are not grassroots build cars. 100% agree. I, I guess my issue with the shootouts leading into pro two and stuff like that, like earning a pro two license from a shootout is it's not only about having the car and being able to drive like a fucking madman. It's about the determination to be able to hit, you know, yeah. four, six, eight events, whatever it is yeah. in that well, se in that season. Cause if you go to pro yeah. two, it's not going to be just, Oh, you just need to make sure you can make it to this one event. Yeah. That's something that people learns by doing. Like it's so hard to like, to understand it just from saying it like, Oh, you know, like you have to do four rounds at least. Yeah. And when you just, when you just do one shootout, earn, earn your license. I mean, if you don't, at, at that point, you don't understand that you're going to have to spend a lot of money going at four rounds of pro two. Like you're up, you, you know, you're setting yourself for disappointment. Sure. So I think the people who is winning these shootouts, I mean, they, I think they know. Yeah. Like, and even if they get their license, a lot of them, they don't want to go pro. Like I, I, I keep thinking like, a lot of people thinks like getting a license is like, Oh, you, you weren't a prize. No. When's the last time a prize costs you more money? <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, yeah. I mean, it really is more of an opportunity than it is a prize. Yeah. You earn yourself the opportunity to spend a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> what a prize. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Dinner, winner, no chicken dinner. Yeah. Like it's, you know, like it, 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 a lot of people still don't understand. And I think the people who don't understand are the people who are not winning the licenses. That's fair. The people who's complaining because the people who actually got their license and they put together a, a sponsorship, uh, get book, a whole program you know, going on. I mean, finding budget and like, they're the ones who are like putting the words like, holy shit, I didn't win a prize. I didn't win. Um, it's oh. not a raffle. Yeah. It, you know, it's like you, you don't get you want a, a clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you actually went through hell and came back with a key. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. it, it, and that key just opened opens the door to a to a harder dungeon. You are now you on know? the second level of hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just different levels. Dante will be proud of right of you know Pro Nine <laughs> level of Formula Drift. <laughs> whenever they intro- yeah. whenever they bring out a Pro Three, it's just you're gonna start, start seeing people get that idea together of just building a hell chart of here's yeah. where you are now. Here's where you can be. Remember yep. blue is the hottest fire. <laughs> and Andy Locke is a Cerberus. <laughs> and now he, you have to, you have to defeat him in order to be able to, 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 to pass to the next level. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is, it, you know, like it, it's, you're not getting a, you're not getting anything for free. Oh, you want oh, yeah. your life. Oh, you're getting a pass. Like, no, it's not. It's tough. But kind of like going back to the people who don't want to go pro. Like, I mean, there's people who don't want to do that. And sure. I get it. Like who, who in his right mind wants to spend all this time and money and effort into going to competition with other 40 people who are doing exactly the same. Yeah. It's, it's tough. You know, like unless you're like le- legitimately are looking for a professional driving career, you shouldn't be aspiring to go pro. Yeah. That, that's that's the thing that I, I keep telling people like pro driver means this is your job now you're a professional driver you're getting paid I think uh, Ryan Little said it said it the best way oh, are you getting paid <laughs> because otherwise you're not a pro like you're just playing being a pro yeah but you know if you're not paying if you're not getting paid you're paying <laughs> yeah and when's the last time you had a job where you had to pay the, the business right very true so well, there's this multi-level I, marketing job I had. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you have to bring in 10 of your friends. and oh, You were in that one too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started. I'm in the top of the, of the top of the pyramid. Oh, dude, platinum tier. Mm. I got my, my pink uh, Crown Victoria a few years ago. We're talking about Mary Kay, right? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. I yeah. mean, is there another one worth joining? <laughs> I mean, right now I heard essential oils are hot. Oh, they are. I, I'm yep. happy to sell you all of them that I have. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I think like people, like, you know, I, I keep saying it in the last couple of weeks, you know, like everybody who posts about the whole hands device, like, dude, if you can spend an extra $700 more on top of your pro of not uh, your prime program, yeah. you have no business on prime. Yeah, like just just do you know local drifting. Now here's the thing: I believe there is room for these like street, uh, le- street legal um, cars. You know, like yeah. I think East East uh, East Ten Drift uh, had like a street legal series, and uh, uh, there's been a couple other. Um, um, uh, what do what do you call them? Uh, uh, sanctioned bodies okay, where they have gotcha. like like a street legal attempt of a that's so serious. And I believe it's possible. I believe like you know like they they can allow cars that don't have a roll cage, that don't have fire suppression, that are you know maybe even racing seat and you know maybe a harness, or maybe even like a factory seat with just a three point seat belt. Yeah. But there has rules that people need to 
need to contemplate. Like they, they need, need to weigh it. Like, you know, for example, if you get left behind, you can't charge. You can't just like try to charge to catch up. Like if you're left behind, that's it. It's over. You're done. Yeah. If you try to charge and, you know, like to, to get back on the door of the other car, you get immediately disqualified because chances are you're going to end up, you know, T-boning the other car, like as we've seen many times. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. People trying to charge and get in the photo, you know, like there's a three-car tandem and there here comes a fourth one <laughs> and it was a strike. Oh, yeah. Um, so I believe it's possible. Obviously, I mean, if you go to a regular drag strip, if your car do less than 14 seconds on the quarter mile, you're not required to have fire suppression or roll cage or anything. Sure. You can just bring up. It's either, I, can't, I thought it was 13, but it also may depend on the sanctioning body that's over that. Yeah, it's on the city or the, or the track. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where you can just bring the car that you drove to the track and you bought from a dealer, even that you just take it's, it out. It's yeah. I mean, that's not a, that's not a rare thing. I mean, like a lot of people, I remember I, I made a post about it and people were complaining like, Oh, if you, if you crash in a car that's less than 14 seconds, you're an idiot. Like, it happens. Oh yeah. You I know, mean, like there's also concussions playing flag football. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's like no one's ever lost a tire just going down the road. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even, even, uh, 14, 15 second car in the quarter mile still crosses uh, the the line at 95, 100 miles per hour. Yeah. So that's already faster than your average freeway. For sure. If you have two cars doing the same speed, they're both going 100 miles and one, you know, loses control and plows into the other. That happens. But you know what? Sure. Like racetracks allow it because you can't prove the world. You know, like yeah. NASA or like road racing, you can start you get your hpde license um on a on a minivan on a rental car if you want you know like whatever it is you don't have to have a race car it's, they don't demand to have anything you know it's just a factory car it's supposed to be just as safe as the other car around the track with you you know like so if you have a series where the cars are like in the same situations no crazy modifications yeah yeah you know like there, there's no reason to believe that one car is going to cause this incredible accident where everybody's going to die and everybody's going to get sued, you know? Yeah. But if it happens, it happens. I mean, it, you can't stop people from having fun. Like you can't just like say, no, it's impossible. You're not supposed <laughs> to do these things with your car. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's weird than any other motorsports. You can't do it. Why not in drifting? Yeah. You know, like do like a, like a 200 horsepower or less, uh, cars. So, you know, like even the FRS makes, makes a cut. 199. Let's do this. 199 horsepower. You know, you can, you can get in, you can like, you know, there's rules or so no charging, no, yeah. uh, you know, like, um, no, like if, if, if you, I, I feel like the horsepower one's going to be so hard to enforce, especially if you're doing any competition where there is an actual prize or anything well i i think it needs to be like like stockish cars you know like i mean ka car dude an s13 an s14 with a ka with a dual cam ka drifts just as fine yeah you know you don't need an sr20 to drift and have fun 
True. Like if you if you already swapped an SR20, now you're going into like, oh well, you already modified a few lines, and like now it, it's up to you if you modify the fuel and you put a bigger pump, and, and now the car is. And it's obvious if someone's throwing cams in it and everything else, trying to get more power out of it. Yeah, but you don't have to. That's and that's and that's the point. Like having yeah. a faster car is not gonna make you win. It's it, again. It's like if you play flag football. It doesn't matter if your linebacker it's double the size of the other yeah. guy. You just, you know, it's it's trying it's to so make it focus more on skill than a horsepower race exactly. or exactly. And you see, and that's why, for example, like when you do bracket drag racing, you can have a sixteen-second car versus a thirteen-second car, and the sixteen-second car can still win. So we're pretty much talking about pre-Digo FD here. <laughs> probably like pre-fd yeah you know like just like literally like i i'm i'm talking about stock frs yeah stock s13 a stock s14 a stock bmw 335 you know 325 like 325 well yeah 335 yeah 330 i, I, I like okay. at, at most or like sub sub 200 because I'm just like, I have an 04 GTO. Damn it. <laughs> and it, it, dude, yeah, that's too much. That car is probably a 13 second car on the racetrack at a quarter mile. I think it's like 13 and a half or something. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, that's already like borderline. Like, yeah, you'll need a cage. And, like, I'm, I took my Corvette to the drag strip one time and they didn't let me come back. <laughs> I was like, dude, it's a factory car. Like, yeah. well, I'm not going to like, like, well, you know, like, you have to put on like a roll cage on it. Like, okay. Fuck this. Well, yeah. <laughs> I need a I need a slower car. <laughs> but you know you know what I mean? Like it's um th- there's a way. I think yeah. it's just a matter of being serious about it. Like I think like I said, there's already sanctioned bodies trying to do it. And I think there is a room for people to have fun with their friends on cheaper cars. That if you if you crash your car and mess it up, you didn't destroy like a twenty sure. forty thousand dollar investment, you know, like yeah. It, it, you know, you fix it easy. The, the the speeds are not too crazy. Like you can make them kind of like autocross style, you know, like yeah. there has, doesn't have to be walls. It can be, it's away from the walls. And so there's less chances of, you know, concussions and uh, things can be done. It's just a matter of sitting down and having a conversation with the right people. I think that would be a really cool event to either compete in or watch in person. Um, where hell yeah. Down. <laughs> We keep talking about this doing like a, like rabble the Forsbergs and Turks and Daigos and like put them on on single, uh, on I'm sorry on KA cars and just have them all go like a spec drift. How much fun would that be? I would love, fucking love to see like an actual kind of like what NASCAR is like a specked out FD event of okay we have a bunch of S14s they're all 2J or SR20 or whatever swapped. Each one's, you know, the same parts are being used in all of them. You're allowed to yep. adjust the suspension how best fits for you. And then we're doing a five event series of who wins this when you put everyone in the same car. I would I wouldn't even let them touch the car. It's just like that's a car that, it's like when you go to the go-karts. That's the car that you got to drive, like make it happen. Because again, it's not a matter of the car, it's a matter, it's a matter of the driver. Yeah, that, that having a car that's like slightly 
slower or slightly grippier. It's not going to give you the competitive edge. Sure. You know, like when you're, you're trying to show off your driving skills. I mean, again, look at, um, uh, so, you know, like for example, like, uh, final bouts, uh, Naoki Nakamura, like he's known for putting a one hell of a show with very basic cars. Like, you know, you have this very flashy, big wheels, super cool looking car. And he just goes, he puts a car on, on, on your door and makes it's been a great show. I mean, it's so much fun to watch that. So there, there's definitely, there's definitely, uh, the show aspect. It's still there. Yeah. You know, obviously, obviously there's, there's something very cool about seeing two cars going a hundred miles per hour sideways, big clouds of small yeah. motor, just banging on the rev limiter. But there's also a lot of fun on watching, uh, people control a car in a very nice and smooth, um, almost majestic way, you know, it's it's almost like art versus brute force. Yes. Yes. It's expression. Yeah. Like this, these, these, uh, the final bout guys, um, they, they're, they're doing something nice. Like you see all the, their team drift, um, exhibitions, you know, like you bring your team of cars and you're all doing all these things uh, very next to each other and it just looks so nice and fluid and the background is beautiful and the people watching are just chill. They're just like, Oh, that's so cool. Like there's, there's that aspect of the sport. That's also enjoyable. Not everything has to be burnouts. Sure. i like, you don't have to, ha- you know, not every drift event has to have every car leaving a cloud behind them that you can't see the other side of. Absolutely. Um, though granted, just talking about the speed stuff. If you ever have the chance to come to a Tennessee drift event, Nashville uh-huh. Super Speedway is the fucking funnest thing to ever to watch. I I heard because <laughs> um, like, and granted, this is all my friend said that he entered so quick type of shit. But uh, I've heard of people entering at one thirty. And that's just fucking like, I still can't imagine initiating a drift at one thirty. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's uh, like, I mean, I was at a, there's a video from Vaughn. I think it's in Catalonia, okay. the F1 circuit in Catalonia where he's drifting the super long, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think he initiated like over 110, 120, something like that. Forsberg on his four door limo, drift limo thing, uh, Road Atlanta. Yeah. He had like, at his top of fifth year, whatever that speed it was, like 130, 140. Holy shit. People in the back. I know, I know it's typical for like FD for them to be initiating around, I think what, 95 to 105. Yeah. Certain tracks have very, very fast initiations, but yeah, I mean like just some people don't understand. Like imagine you're doing 75 on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> if you were at, just at a- 24 miles and then suddenly jangling the e-brake and pull the, uh, jangling the steering wheel and pull on the e-brake. Yeah. We're going for a ride, everybody. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> It's scary. It's it's serious business. Now I just really want to see a drift event start 
with like a dad in the front seat look you know they're doing 70 on the interstate it's like we're going for a ride just going direct and kick kick the e-brake and then it just like splices the film over to an fd thing yeah that would be pretty cool actually that would be very nice <laughs> this is your mind on drifting yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah i mean like i think there's a lot of people who likes to think that because of one thing you can't have the other yeah of professional drifting you can't have grassroots or because of grassroots you can't have professional like they're just feed from each other it's it's good to have like the more professional drifting gets and the more mainstream it gets the better it will be for the grassroots people because there will be more exposure there will be more parts there will be more support there will be more interest there'll be more tracks i mean um just um Last uh, last couple of weeks, Lone Star Drift put together this Drift Week. Hell yeah! Thing right, and you know it's kind of like a cannonball run uh, style. Basically, uh, mimics Drag Week. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what it is. It's Drag Week, but with drift cars. So everybody drives their car track to track, but drift cars, you know, they get they take a beating. <laughs> they oh, take yeah. a beating at racetrack. So when you put that beat, you know the that car on the road, you, you have to make sure that car is fine. You're going to drive many hours. And, and, and you're trailering. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and not trail. I mean, like some people ended up trailering them just because they, they couldn't not, you know, like like uh, Dan Brockett. I mean, he ended up flipping his trailer and his car broke. He's like, ah, whatever. It's getting another car and I'm trailering. But I still couldn't imagine how that must have been looking behind and seeing the trailer uh, upside yeah. down. <laughs> it's gotta be yeah the weirdest thing <laughs> but what's crazy is that they end they managed to go drift at Inde motorsport ranch which is like a very high-end racing uh yeah. like you know like race Ferrari supercar kind of like racing club yeah and they actually they realized like oh this is kind of cool let's <laughs> let's get let these guys drift in here and the people there were like, oh, that was pretty badass. Like, you know, like drifting, it's 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 getting on the spot where like people's getting interest. Like I remember a few years ago, there's still like older people like, I don't understand drifting. That's stupid. Just wasting tires. Who wins? Like there's no flag. Yeah. Like, I don't. It's a judged sport instead yeah. of just a numeric. Okay. Here's absolutely who won this race. Yeah. But uh, but now people are like, well, maybe I don't understand it, but it was fun as hell. <laughs> Watch, you know, like holy hell. Have Have you been onto any of the LS Fest? Uh, I haven't. Oh. I haven't. But so I mean, I heard things. Hopefully, I'll be at LS Fest West again this year. That was the drift at LS Fest West was unreal. Um, but I've been making it out to East every year because it's only nice. like an hour from my house. But uh. It's crazy. Like I, I'm yet to see anyone that in person goes from watching drag racing to watching drifting and isn't super excited watching drifting. Like it's just like it's one of the best spectator sports you could ever imagine. Oh yeah. Um and like in the south, drag racing has always been huge. It's you know, drag racing or NASCAR. Yeah. And it seems like it would be so easy for that fan progression to move to drifting, but it's just like 
still it's slow but it's not i guess i don't know how the best to say it because there's plenty of fans of it now but i mean the way i see it is like i don't understand how they judge uh extreme games x games you know, <laughs> like like skateboarding like the tricks and like yeah, to me they all look like they all murder oh yeah you know i have no idea how they choose who's the winner but I, I'll have a hell of a time watching those guys doing those things on the ramps and like, holy hell, you know, like 100%. It, yeah. And that's what drifting is. It's, it's a show that it's also a competition. It, it's like monster trucks. Yeah. Monster trucks are like the, probably the epitome of the stupid, <laughs> stupid build. Like th- these things are not meant to be. And somehow they are. Paco, what is dumb about having a big block Chevy with, 300 shot of nitrous thrown into it with a tire that's about eight feet tall. And then you're flipping over junkyard cars. What is dumb about that? That you break it every single time. It's <laughs> <laughs> insane to me. Like these guys jump these things, break axles that are probably $20,000 each. Yeah. Like, holy. Hey, G-Force loves it, I'm sure. Don't worry. I, I I mean, just I can't just imagine the kind of system, the oiling and the fuel systems that these things have I to mean, be able to run upside down and backwards. And I mean, like, it, it's very similar to what is it running in a top fuel car. Um, but it's doing more than that. It's just yeah. doing a crazy show, and people. I mean, look at the the. It, they're always packed. Yeah. And and they keep they keep pushing the envelope every every other month. There's a new video of a new monster truck doing something like extremely insane. Like your mind can't even process like how high this colossus of a vehicle can jump. It it does blow my mind. The amount of hang time they get with how much they weigh. They look so light. (laughs) Like They put helium in those tires. What's going on? Like, how is that thing floating in air? Yeah. Triple backflips. They land on their nose and then they do like moonwalks. Like, yeah, just land on one tire and ride the one tire for like, you know, 300 feet. What the fuck? Insane. It's the insanest and most like American thing to do. You know, it's just like excess. Yeah. Excess. Like, and, but it puts on an amazing show. It's, it's crazy. So, you know, when we see drifting, drifting is nowhere close to that. Yeah. And still a hell of a show. And you're going, you know, head to head with people like it, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I think like a lot, of, like a lot of people still don't understand it just because they haven't given it a chance. Like just, they haven't stopped, stopped by just to watch and, and see like, oh, okay, that was fun. Yeah. And like last year I got to introduce a family member of mine to it at LS Fest West. Nice. And he just always thought that it was, you know, dumb. Okay. They're doing burnouts, whatever. But whenever he saw how technical it was, like how close people are riding doors, it was like, that takes an unbelievable amount of skill. Yeah. Um, One of of my favorite uh, things is like, every time I see like a new person that, that, like an older person who is watching drifting. Yeah. Oh, we used to do that all the time. (laughs) No, you did not. Like, nah. (laughs) I I have a a buddy of mine that he, (laughs) he was talking to me about what type of thing he can get into. And he's like, yeah, I can become a drifter. I'm like, you're, 
you, you've never been to an event. You've never been to a grassroots event. You can totally do this. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what to say right now. And they're uh, like, yeah, I'll do it on my 1971 Chevelle. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I, I, I can do that in my pickup. I, I spin tires yeah. around all the turns. You know, I, I've been off-roading <laughs> before. And don't get me wrong. There, there are some people out there with skills. I've seen oh, people... Yeah pulling crazy stunts on the most unexpected cars. But yeah, like the, a lot of people still don't understand that drifting is not just skidding around a corner and then go straight. Like there's so much more into it. And when the people who think like that actually sees it and they're like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you're like, yep. Now you get it. Now you see why this is not something that you can do. Yeah. And that it's worth watching. It's so it's fun. And, and like even that skill jump of being able to connect corners versus being able to like stay steady and riding a door through in a tandem is just unreal. Oh yeah. Just because the cars look like they're like super smooth and next to each other. When you see the camera inside the, the onboard camera and you see how much they're playing with the pedals and the <laughs> e-brake and the steering like, Oh, okay. <laughs> They're not just like, yeah, you know, turning like they're doing a lot. Yeah, it, it it's crazy. Like, yeah, watching the footwork for some of the drivers is just ridiculous. Yeah, I think the footwork is one of the most insane uh, pieces of of footage that you can watch on uh, on any any motorsport because they're doing so many command inputs. Yeah. In how long is uh, a drift race in average? 10 seconds? 15 um, seconds? I guess it depends on the track, but I would probably say it's like 30 to 40. Uh, they're super short, you know, like. Yeah. And the amount of input that the, the driver puts in that very short span of time. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It's definitely my favorite foot videos to look up on the Internet. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Matt Hill, uh, Nate Hamilton, uh, Vaughn, they, they have some crazy, crazy oh, yeah. uh, foot uh, foot camera. Hell, like, uh, I even videos. love watching, uh, like, Ken Block has some great ones for his Gymkhana shit. Yeah. Um, of just seeing what's all going into see, watching his car do all the ridiculous stunts that they have it do. Well, I mean... Jim Conn is probably the epitome, you know, the max level of coolness yeah. video you can ever do. And still with that, you'll have people complaining about it. <laughs> it's the same as the last time. It's just freaking burnouts everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do that in my focus. Fuck you. They're <laughs> <laughs> fucking amazing videos. And everybody who oh, yeah. doesn't, shut the fuck up. I mean, like, I get it. Jim is not drifting because it's four wheel burnout going on, but holy fucking shit. If you don't think he's talented and don't think that he's putting on one hell of a show, it's unreal. Yeah, it's, it's the show. It's the show. It's the video editing is the sounds. Oh yeah. Like for example, I'm not There's a fan a lot of, of work. Hoonie. Yeah. But for example, I'm, I'm not a fan of the Hooney truck. I don't like the V6 okay. twin pro sound. You know, like I'm, yeah. I'm more of, of the unicorn, the, the Mustang with the V8 turbos fire. And then the truck looks gigantic, but it sounds like like V6. <laughs> but, but you know what? Still, I'm not going to let that ruin it for me. Oh, yeah. Like, 
who else? I mean, my build, my Corvette build, it, it, it's kind of like in that same catalog of, of crazy. It's, it, it might look like a regular car, but it's not, you know, like. Your, your Corvette's not going to sound like a regular Corvette. Why not? It's <laughs> going to make. <laughs> But uh, but you know what I mean. Like uh, it's it's just the, the craftsmanship and the like. When you look at this, look at these cars up close and like, oh shit, they put yeah put a rally transmission <laughs> on an old Mustang with like all wheel drive. They make an all wheel drive Mustang. Wait, what? Yeah, with a V eight, <laughs> and then they do that with a with a four GT motor. I don't, I don't know what V. <laughs> turbots on the Huna truck i think it was uh like the one out of the pickup okay that just that eco, the eco boost yeah one of the eco boost engines i could be wrong but yeah it's still like it's just so like whoa you know like this is a v6 twin turbo engine that's on any f-150 right now yeah you just you just tricked out whatever but holy hell like look what look what, look what you can do and you see, like, the, the amount of clearance it had. Like, I love the... Ma- uh, did you watch all the making of stuff on Amazon? Yes. Dude, like, seeing how much clearance there really was for some of the turns that he was hitting. And, like, so he literally has, like, a three-inch gap of whether he makes yeah. this or whether he totals this vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? How, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's one of the things a lot of people don't take in consideration. Like, oh, you know, he did it ten times, so the... By the time you you see the video, you can see all the all the marks. So what? <laughs> Give me a hundred yeah. tries, and I'm still fucking running into the wall. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, he did it. I mean, there's uh, there's an example. Uh, Ryan Turk on the Ferrari powered yeah. GT four five eight six four five eight six. He takes it out for the first time, going to Canyon Run. First shot of the day, wrecks it into a wall. <laughs> Ruined the day for everybody, but you know what? They they still managed to put it back together and work. And he's like, "Fuck," you know, like yeah. he's a great driver, and he still he made a mistake. It shit happens. And I, yeah, and at the end of the day, they still put on a very cool video. Uh, they actually had a Ferrari as a camera car, <laughs> like actual. I think it was like a three, uh, uh, four thirty probably or something. Four thirty. Uh, what's the next one? The well, four five eight. Yeah, four. Yeah, the four five eight. Yeah, the four five eight. So okay. It's kind of like the same car where the engine came from. Yeah. Um, great videos, you know, like it's just such cool content. Oh, absolutely. Which it, it leads me to making one one of the things I love about drifting the most is that it's not about who wins. It's about who puts on the best show, who has the, the you know the biggest smile at the end of the event. Very true. And that's why, you know, guys like Ryan Turk, who rarely drift, I mean, rarely wins, he's still one of the more popular drivers. Yeah. And, and look at like Vaughn Gittin the last couple of years, where he's oh, yeah. only won a handful of events or podiumed in a handful of events. And, but, and that, that's the craziest thing. Like, you know, he's capable of podiuming, of, of winning. Yeah. And even if he doesn't, he's still going to come out with a smile and you'll be like, oh, yeah, we didn't win, but, you know, I still had a great time. Like he is the professional fun haver. Like he's yeah. literally having fun getting paid. I mean, and how the fuck do you watch one of his events, like watch him at an event and you're seeing a Mustang on three wheels going around corners and you're <laughs> not, and you don't smile. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with you, you and your life? 
entertained. <laughs> exactly. Are you not entertained? But uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Oh man, yeah, it, and like really, drifting in general is just like everyone involved. Like if you're driving, spectating anything, it's hard not to smile when it's going on. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, it just happens. Like you don't know what's going, you know, like the first time you see something that it's not natural, that it's not <laughs> a common, you kind of like you, you, you freeze. This is not supposed like, to happen. It is not supposed to be happening. And your brain is trying to process what's going <laughs> on. And you're like, huh? <laughs> that, that's kind of like what drifting is. Obviously after so many years, you just like expect it. Yeah. But there's still there's still moments where you're like, did that just happen? Oh like, yeah. Did James Dean and Peter Vinshek just like did like a perfect <laughs> tandem battle where you can't even tell who's who and what's what and Oh my god. It, them the, them being yeah. introduced into the fucking F D has just been outrageous how much everything has changed. Yeah. Um, they like, got in at the time. It's basically become the like the sport has become who can chase better because everyone can fucking put on a hundred point lead run now. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. It it it's uh, I guess there's so many uh things to compete about. You know, like there's yeah. the winning. There's, for example, like you know, like watching JTP or Chelsea Denofa doing backies. Even though they're gonna lose, yeah, but it, it's like the, that guy put the best show. Oh yeah. Then uh, there's I the who like literally just puts the hardest battle like three one more times and they're still <laughs> going like wow like this is so awesome. That it. it holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's so many. It's always something, you know, like unique and different and. Yeah, and then like some drivers do the the surprise, you know, like that, like the time where Castro went one more time against James Dean, and then he ended up defeating him. It's like, yeah, holy shit, like, holy awesome driving. And then you talk to him, and he's all like, "Oh, what's up?" Like just <laughs> nice dude. Like, dude, Castro is oh, one of the most humble fucking people in existence. Yeah, yeah he's a nice, nice guy. I mean, like, like I remember I sending him media from an event and him and his wife both added me on Facebook and thanked me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing, man, in, in drifting, it seems like you find more down to earth people. I, I've said like this for a long time, like drifting compared to especially drag racing, you find one of the most nice, humble communities of people that are willing to just help each other and welcome everyone in. Uh, where I was used to seeing drag racing and people not wanting to show us under the hood of their car and not willing to tell you anything that's been done to the car and drifting. It's just like, oh, yeah, you should totally hook your car up with these knuckles or do this to it and just wanting to help people out as much as they can. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just like, I guess, like, the way people start and gets into drifting it's one of the reasons why when you go pro, you remain that like in other, yeah. other, for example, like F1, you have to start when you're a kid. Yeah. You have to start like, you know, usually going to the, to the go-karts that are expensive. So yeah. you, Kart like, racing you, to 
Formula Four, Formula Three, Formula Two. You already started with a background of like like wealth and yeah. uh, status at some point, so it's very hard for a lot of these people. Like I don't blame them; it's just hard for them to be one of the guys, you know, like. Yeah. Where in drifting, most drifters started from the bottom. And now they're here. Yeah, now they're here. <laughs> and, and and you can tell, like, I mean, I think grid life is one of the, even Formula Drift, like, you know, they have an open pit. Oh, yeah. People can just walk and talk to their drivers and interact with them. Dude, I almost flipped grid- my shit whenever I went to FD Atlanta and just was able to have a conversation with Tanner Faust. Oh, nice. Like, I was just like, what? How is this happening? This was probably like four years. You know, this was his year where he had the Jetta with the gooseneck spoiler and all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was just like, I've seen this guy in TV. I've watched him do rally crawls for years. And I was just fucking through the roof. That I was just able to walk up to his pit and just chat with him for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And he's a chill dude. Dude, insanely. He's like, yeah, he, you know, he's telling me all about his car, the LS, the, the turbo LS under the hood. Yeah. And, you know, like chatted about the top, top gear US and all sorts of shit. I'm just like, I'm no one. Like, I was just like a fan at the event and he's willing to just, you know, spend time, chat with people. Cause why yeah. not? The way I see it, man, is like when it comes to drifting, it's like, do you want to have fans or do you want to have friends? Because friends stay longer. True. Like friends don't really stab you in the back. Like fans, they, oh, they yeah, can they'll turn. <laughs> yeah, they'll turn, you know. But when they realize that you're just like, you're just another another guy and you're you, you want to be friends with people and people gets it, like, oh shit. Okay, you know what? Like that's 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 one of the things that makes it so hard about watching FD. Yeah. Because you, I just want everybody to win. You're you not know, it's like, I like this guy. I like this guy. This guy's been super chill to me. He's super cool to me. Like, dude, I want him all to do good. I do like, yeah. So like the last year I've been hanging out with uh, Taylor Holler, chatting with him a ton. And every year, I'm, or every event, I'm just like, God, I hope he gets top 16. Come on, get try and get top eight this one. That would be fucking great. Yeah. And I'm just like, I only like him because I'm friends with him and for, and he also does have a 900 horsepower Cadillac ATSV, which is fucking, (laughs) but you know, you just meet these people and they're the same type of person that could be living down the street and just be your friend. Yeah. And it's fucking great. (laughs) That's one of the best parts about it. Yeah. Like to me, like the, especially the, the professional drifting community, has been so accepting and welcoming. Um, you know, like they, they, they know I'm into the weird cars and the, the weird bills and, and they, they cater, they cater their jokes towards my, what I like, you know? <laughs> so when, when you have people making funs, making fun of you, oh, yeah. at the same time that they're making fun of everybody else, it makes you feel more integrated to the group, you know? And then you shit back, and they just laugh and, and which kind of like leads back to why we do drift guys, you know, like we wanted to show people that all these professional drivers are just people Yeah. and you, and you can, you know, kick the shit with them and they'll have fun uh, kicking back, you know, and. Except and for Corey, I think, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, but like I mean, like uh, especially like the the people we interview. Yeah, it's so it's so uh, you know like humbling. Sometimes they don't even expect it. Like they expected like an interview, like a very stiff and serious, and then they realize like, oh shit, I can just like have fun. These guys are not. Yeah. <laughs> we don't take ourselves seriously or too seriously. Yeah, uh, we want to give them obviously our guests. We, we we take them seriously, but at the same time, we want them to not take themselves so seriously as well. And that's what people seems to like about our show that Absolutely. it's more of a hangout. And like, and that's one thing I've been trying to help with uh, a lot of the grassroots guys because, like, you know, if you end up going from grassroots pro am and go any higher and have never done an interview before, it's just like okay you need to know to relax and I'm not going to give you the interview that is going to be the hard pressing questions. No, you need to know how to just have fun with it and just make yourself likable. Yeah. Like just be yourself is pretty much what needs to happen and not just, you know, sweating, nervous to answer, answer the next question. Exactly. Like, I think like you nailed it. Just be yourself. Um, which is why Corey needs to put out his fucking fart video. <laughs> Dude, I'm super embarrassed. I won't lie. It's a very, very embarrassing video. <laughs> because it's me who's on the video. Yeah, and it's yeah. me. I, every time I see it, it's like, God, I look like such a retard. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's it's odd and it's fun and whatever. Yeah. But it's all it's all up to him, man. You know, just what okay, what you guys need to do is have an episode that you put a dollar mark of once we read, you know, th this amount of money that gets donated like to us, it goes to a charity. And once it hits that amount, you hit that top goal for the charity and he has to release the video. Ling, 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 hit the bell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, that just to me just feels like ransom. That's like, you know, we don't want to gouge. Like hey, it goes to charity oh, though. It's for it's for a good cause. Yeah, the fart video is going. You know, the money towards the fart video is going to charity. I feel like that's not a bad idea, but I mean, dollars <laughs> seems almost like an insult. I but, mean, you know, like, everything about the podcast is an insult. <laughs> that's true. I mean that in the nicest possible way. I promise. You you make a good point. Like maybe we should do like a charity race. See how much we can raise for a charity. Yeah. And at the end, we put the video. Oh, my God. That would be the greatest fucking thing ever. I'll talk to the boys. We'll see if we can make that happen. <laughs> oh, shit. Good oh, idea, man. Absolutely. Also, yeah, we need to get you to have either Tofu Van or the C3 as a halftime show for FD while they can't while they're waiting on trying to figure shit out at some point. And there's just a bunch of downtime. Paco That'd be cool, just, actually. <laughs> you, know, you just get the fans riled right back up. Yeah. We actually talked about that. We actually had talks with, with Ryan and Jim about, like, not necessarily my van, or but just, like, yeah. doing something, you know, like, like bring bring the Hoonigans and do burnouts, oh, you know, yeah. like, something like that. Because I, I think... Like, I think my my stuff is more suitable for that kind of, like, show. For sure. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's definitely a good idea. And I think it's all a matter of, at the end of the day, it's all a matter of budget. Yeah. Like, the, the 
not necessarily a sad, but it's like a the the tough part of the professional aspect of things is that at the end of the day, everything costs money now. Very true. Like, um, in, in all honesty, what I would fucking love to see is have a group. I'm trying to think of names of any of the more common um like drift groups around that are like grassroots style stuff but have a group group set up that is like ready for any like longer period of downtime because it happens during every race and sometimes it's planned sometimes it's not but they hit the track during downtime periods yeah um they used to have pro-am i mean obviously not at the same time but at least it like people would could be able to watch prime and then fd which i yeah. thought that was pretty cool i think i like the idea of having like some stand-up comedian <laughs> and like i, I don't know who, like, like uh-huh i don't know who would be good for something like that sam sam sucks he, no he's a good <laughs> he's a good comedian he he actually can write some good jokes i i dabble a little bit on the stand-up okay. thing I, I i wrote some jokes and some bits and i kind of like thought like how how cool would it be to like kind of like write some bits some some jokes about the pro drivers and what they do and all these things and kind of like that'd be pretty you know, sweet like, i mean it, it's doable like oh, a absolutely roast. yeah oh my god you know, like, like, just, just shit on everybody and <laughs> you know how amazing it would be to have a halftime like the halftime bowl show at irwindale for the final event of the year and have someone just go out and do a roast of every pro one driver. That'd be, that'd, yeah, that'd be, that'd be sweet. One of the things about, uh, when it comes to the halftime is that people, uh, they want the, the audience to go walk around the paddock and, oh, yeah. and the vendors and that makes sense. Yeah. So one of the, one of the reasons like, for example, like our halftime show, the idea originally is, was, was to put it right in between the paddock where all the people sat. And, um, one of the, one of the things that made, made it like made us think twice about it is that maybe a lot of people like stick around and they, they wouldn't go to the, to the other. I, and like other people that. want that time because that allows them to use restrooms, allows them to yeah. go get some dinner or lunch, depending on time of day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- that definitely makes sense to have some downtime, but just to kind of like be able to extend like you know there's always that big downtime between top 16 top eight at most events yeah and like to be able to before you have the like the official top eight ceremony to be able to lead it up with something like you guys doing stand-up or you know a drift (laughs) team coming out and just kind of getting the crowd riled up and doing some stupid shit like i I would like to you know what like now we're talking about like the whole like roasting and all of that like it might be a good thing to like have like amateur drifters kind of like trying to do things and then we roast them like oh yeah that was a nice <laughs> burnout oh we have a one tire fire right here you know like you know like hey, can you roll sure the that. diff before you get back thanks yeah exactly thank you next <laughs> might be a good idea i, I, I think i uh, think that, that was a solid a half cool. send <laughs> there you go <laughs> so when you send it then return it <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, there's, there, there's been, there's been talks. Like there's definitely, uh, there are some brainstorming between us and former drift, like oh, trying yeah. to come up with things to do, but yeah, I mean, you just gave me a couple more ideas. Uh, I'll make sure to send the check for the, 
the brainstorming. Yep, I, I gotta pay off my camera somehow. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, oh, that made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we're ha- we're having a good time, man. Absolutely, uh, it has been a fucking blast having you on so far, dude. Thanks so far, man. Like I had a lot of fun. Um, so. Do you guys have any big plans with uh, the Driftcast in the for this year? Well, I kind of have some ideas that I would like to uh, come up, like make you know, like make them reality. Um, but at the same time, you know, Driftcast it's it's a team of three. Sure. You know, and Sam is in California. He's usually pretty busy. Yeah. And Corey has his own thing where, you know, like he's kind of like half time managing his driving career, um, his builds and uh, the Twitch on Hoonigan and yeah. doing the live streaming and all that. And and I also I have a job. You know, I have a job. I'm a civil engineer. You work? And I also have, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. I mean, it like. And then on top of that, I do, you know, the, the body kits. Yeah. And then on top of that, I do drift cast. And since, you know, the studio is absolutely not in my house, <laughs> I have to, you know, like make sure the audio is fine and like raise, like, you know, get the, the upload, the, the files and make a post and make sure that everything's taken care of. And it, it's, it's I- another job, you know? I, so, I mean, in all so honesty, well, just knowing some of the technical backing, because I, I do IT work for a living uh, and uh, having, you know, a live stream show that's set up a basically streaming four people at once with you three in different areas, you know, you three at different places and a guest that's somewhere else is not an easy thing. <laughs> it's not, man. And it's 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 like a very nice balancing act that we kind of have figured out. But every time, every every time something comes up that's slightly different than what we're used to, you know, I, eventually there's difficult, uh, yeah. difficult <laughs> technical difficulties, and uh, there's not much we can do about it. But you yeah. know, it, it it happens, and at the end of the day, you and, know, the show must go on. And plus, hell, you get and you're also moderating a chat room, basically, with all the shows going on. Fortunately, I'm the least required of, of talking, I guess. Like, so I'm, I'm okay with like being able to just moderate the chat and yeah. make sure that the stream is, is healthy. And, and Brian, obviously he's helping us in the switching camera, checking levels and all that. But at the end of the day, it's still my responsibility. So, yeah. you know, it have, has to be, yeah, I'm not going to blame Brian if something goes wrong. It's not his fault. He's helping us. So. All the blame goes to Brian. Got it. It's all, it's all his fault. It's all his fault. Damn big dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty small, small penis. Oh yeah. My bad. My bad. It's just resting <laughs> on, on him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, dude, I have a lot of ideas. Like I want to make all these video series and I want to make like this, like more like short format. Okay. Uh, talking points and news kind of things. And, I might be able to once the Corvette is more built because because that's the other thing, you know, like on top of that, I still have to be working on that car and finishing it. And yeah. But 
and who knows instead you're busy buying an electric fiat yeah i love that thing (laughs) i love it this is the best car the best car i could have bought for the situation i'm going through i didn't even know that they came in an electric model for the fiats yeah it's been they've been doing it i think since 2015 i think that's crazy yeah and um I don't think they were available everywhere. They were only available in California. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. And, uh, then. Yeah. And all the, like this place I bought it, I bought mine from, like literally they just get all the cars from the leasing. Okay. Like people returns their lease and they sell them for super cheap. So, you know, like mine, it barely had 15,000 miles. One owner always service at the dealer. Yeah. Got it for like a quarter of the price of, Hell yeah. What it goes for. And it, you know, and I was spending almost 300 bucks in gasoline on my truck. Yeah. And now I maybe do 20, 25 of electricity. That, that is a little bit of a difference. I'll give yeah. you that. Um, yeah. I can park everywhere. I don't have to like <laughs> jump over the curb every time I need to park my monstrosity of an avalanche. Oh, dude. Yeah. And, um, there's definitely days I'm glad I don't drive a truck every day. Yeah. Uh, granted, like I, I had a 2014 Chevy Cruze for a good while. Okay. That thing was so easy to park in like parking garages or wherever I had to park. It was just like, okay, yeah, find a spot. Oh, they're, oh no, they're slightly over the line. I can still fit in there. Perfect. And I couldn't imagine with that little thing how it's just like, oh, there's a motorcycle spot. Zip. <laughs> right here yep yeah I, I i love this thing i can go on the on the carpool lane <laughs> if i have to be like just you know by myself and it actually goes like it does that you know if off the line you floor it 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 leaves everything behind that's sweet yeah so like it's so it, it's so funny <laughs> like just a couple of days ago there was like a challenger next to me and it, <laughs> And the guy, he just couldn't believe that I just left him off the line, like, later. And then he passed me, like, you know, like, at 55. And then, you know, like, did, like, a like a riser flyby, you know, like, <laughs> like really? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a good trolling little car. Yeah. You need Wait, to for do the it. It's great. It needs to get some crazy fucking vinyl wrap on it just to make sure that it stands out that everyone knows it's you in there. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm doing like an Abarth conversion. I have the okay the eats and a Abarth steering wheel, and I got the 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 wheels as well. Okay. I don't want it to be to stand out too much. I just want it to look less shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like flower looking wheels and now can you do the mustang thing where you get engine noise through the speakers no i'm i'm, I'm perfectly okay i love how quiet it is I, it's like i'm jamming my music or sometimes i mean quite just makes like a lot like a nice little now are you aware that uh at some fd tracks you're, you're gonna have trouble driving an electric vehicle where <laughs> oh like <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah no i mean i i like electric cars i really think they are the future i'm sure gas car, gas powered cars are not gonna go anywhere oh, in yeah. a long time like I, I know a lot of people are worried about like my gas like nah don't worry like they're we're it, not 
like you might see yep. electric cars take like 10% of the vehicles on the road in the next 15 to 20 years. Maybe 25%. Yeah. There's still gasoline is still nowhere close. I mean, electric is nowhere close to gasoline when it comes to range. Oh yeah. That's a go away. Like the fact that you can fill up in five minutes, every 400 miles. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the, the amount of energy in one gallon of gasoline, it's, you know, like equivalent to like, I, I think it's like something like 140 something batteries. It's, it's stupid. Oh, like, shit. like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, um, there will never be, uh, a, an, um, an object with so much stored energy that yeah. is relatively stable as, as gasoline. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gasoline still has has a long, long, long future. Um, I, I that definitely makes sense. But if either straight gasoline or you know becoming more of an E eighty five basis where it gets subsidized with plant oil and everything, hey, it still it still pops and burns, right? Like, oh, absolutely. What people cares about, like when it comes to gasoline, like ah, I want my noises and like. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, no. I will make them. Oh my God. And, and like so many drift cars have swapped, like so many race cars in general have swapped over to like E90 or E85. It's yeah. unreal. Yeah. Um, it's like the downside is that, you know, if you don't run it too often, it just gunks. Yeah. But uh, I mean, when, when you're, as long as you're not letting your car sit for three months, then you're fine. And if you do, there's ways, like if you're going to, store your vehicle there's ways of like priming and yeah. making sure that there's no e85 in the lines and blah 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 there's ways around but for sure yeah 85 85 is a great fuel it's and it smells like tortillas when it's burning <laughs> it, does. it does smell a little bit like like yeah. like tortilla uh, dough you know yeah it's definitely better than uh the smelling of 93 110 has its weird smell that can yeah. burn the eyes after a while yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like <sighs> like i really I, this is like like general advice everybody who's a gearhead should have an electric car yeah i mean electric like, cars definitely they have their place in the world of uh cars in general i yeah. doubt we'll ever see like a formula drift based on electric cars i I don't see ever happening oh, just because. Huh? I, I, I don't think it's ever going to happen where it's like just electric FD. Yeah. Um, I, they, for, they are electric because, again, like one of the beauties about drifting is that you can go head to head with the very unsuspected vehicles, like oh, very yeah. different. Vehicles. That's my favorite part of it. It's just the noise. It's horrible. It still makes a tire noise. Yeah, but just the tire noise without engine feels wrong. <laughs> I mean, but again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like, it's like this thing that it's just hard to uh, to recognize, you know, because yeah. we're not used to it. It takes that it, adaption it period. Becomes, yeah, it eventually becomes normal, and you adapt, and you just like your 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 mind sees it and records it normally but who, who was I think it that had cool. the electric camaro this year or last year the what sorry who, who was it that was driving the electric camaro last year 
um uh what's his name um Tyler no I don't know um I've been so bad with names dude I am too it's real it's rough but yeah what's going on whenever I saw it driving like all I could think of because I was real yep um all I could think of was previous FDs of like Macquarie driving the Camaro and hearing that L you know 700 horse LS just pounding away and I'm just like I, I'm not getting the same scent like sensation. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know who's also not getting the same sensation, and they're still doing it for themselves. Yeah, they're bringing you know the an, a Mustang electric SUV. Yeah, it doesn't get more sacrilegious than that, if you ask me. The fact they're calling that thing a Mustang is so fucking weird. I think what it is, my my prediction is that Ford is gonna make Mustang a brand, a sub a sub brand, exactly. Yeah, kind of like SRT gonna, for Dodge or Ram you're for have Dodge. A Mustang, Mustang Coupe and a Mustang yep. Electric and a Mustang SUV. You know, like they're they're all gonna have their own names. I was just like, they just need to call it the Stampede or something like that and be on with it. I thought I thought it, it should have been the Clydesdale. Clydes, yeah, that's that works. Just you know, a giant the big, horse. Bulky horse, yeah. The Budweiser horse, as I yeah. know them as. Then, but then, you know, like GM is coming up with an electric Hummer. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, I saw that this week. I was just like, holy yeah. shit. Or last week. I mean, you know, Elon Musk steered the pod with his electric truck. With his Mad yeah. Max electric truck that looks yeah. crazy. And I would actually drive it if given the chance. Yeah, absolutely. It's hideous. But yeah. I love it. You know? Dude, like all I'm thinking of is that thing looks hideous, but it's going to survive the apocalypse and it runs on electric. So that's an easier fuel to find. But kind of, you still have to generate it. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot easier to make electricity than it is to make gasoline. Um, I don't know. You can make gasoline out of corn. You just like have Shit. to like burn that's a, it. That's a good point. I, I, one of my favorite, I'm, I'm big, big, uh, fan of Joe Rogan. Okay. And one of my favorite, uh, lines from one of his, one of his specials was like, you th- you really think you're smart? Like how smart do you think you are? Like how long, if I leave you in the forest by yourself with nothing, how long until you can send me an email? <laughs> like, you know, like, you know how to make this, you know how to make an, a microphone, you know how to make a light bulb. I don't. <laughs> You know, like yeah, that, that's fucking legit. <laughs> yeah, like, if you think about it, like when when smart people dies, we're, you, we're not as smart as we like to think we are. Yeah, I don't know how to make a computer. You know, I don't know how to make a cell phone. I don't know how to make a light bulb. Yeah, you know, we're we're doomed, dude. Like, I, let's I just hope. make a light bulb if given enough time. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess you're <laughs> smarter than me. <laughs> but that's the only one that I think I can I could come close to. Still have to come up with it with uh, electricity for the light bulb. Yeah, that shit. Uh, if I have uh, iron and a heating sort, shit, I still need. A, I'm gonna have to figure out a good way to start fire. Which you, I can do that. Probably fire a torch is easier. Yeah, and that's how we go back to the, <laughs> to, you know, to the cave times, and we're we're going back to the Renaissance. Oh, she's she's gonna get really hard. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. But hey, in the meanwhile, man, just ride the wave, man. Get an electric car whenever you can. Drive it until it like batteries are not a viable, and we go back to fuel, and we might be going back to steam once we're running out of fuel. And oh my god, then all the hipsters with their steampunk shit are going to become popular steam. again. Yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, are you a wizard? <laughs> it's our time." <laughs> yep, time to shine. Because of course, at that point, they truly did like it before it was cool. God damn Except- it. <laughs> this is the worst timeline. <laughs> it's, the first, it's the first time where hipsters actually make a sense. <laughs> you, you, we we didn't realize the time was cyclical. No. Yep. <laughs> we are doomed to repeat our own mistakes, man. Oh. Over. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least I have my record player still. Ah, <laughs> uh, classic. Oh, but. Yeah. Um, anything else that you're hoping on chatting on here about today? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, we could probably go for another two hours. Easy. But like, maybe maybe we can uh, save some for a second episode. Fuck yeah! We'll we'll have to do an end of season uh, like recap. Have you back on oh, yeah. after the FD season? I'll be happy. Fuck yes! <laughs> Come on 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 the show, man. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely, dude. It was an app. I, I don't get invited to people's shows as much as you imagine. Well, they're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, whenever I, I saw you there, I'm just like, man, that would be so fucking cool if I had him on there. He's my favorite person from the show. Oh, thanks, man. Absolutely. Like, oh, you put on a great stupid. show. Thank uh, you. Thank I, you. I, I have one last question that I just thought about. Yeah, do you want? Do you have a favorite guest or a favorite episode that you've done on Maximum Driftcast? Oh, I'm the worst when it comes to favorites. Like I, I don't have a favorite color. I don't have a favorite cereal. I don't have a favorite car. So we'll just say it was the one that you had to speak in all Spanish. Got it. <laughs> I hated that one. <laughs> there was so many things I wanted to say and I couldn't. I'll, I'll never forget the whole experience of, cause I, I, I had a three hour drive that I was making whenever I listened to that episode <laughs> and every time they were just like, Oh, what, what he's trying to say is that like, God damn yeah. it. And it wasn't even close. No, never once. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, I, I love, I love Chris Tapps. Yeah. Uh, one of, one of my favorite lines on the show ever was Chris Tapps when somebody asked, um, I think it was an Instagram question said, Kristaps, have you ever killed anybody? I he responded, not for free. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like he's, he's such an awesome person. I love him. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Peter, like uh, our episode with Peter, the whole thing was amazing. Oh my God. Uh, I wanted to get Peter to do my podcast so badly. I was trying to it, chat it, him up. He's so much fun. Like he, He's that person. He's living life at his fullest. He doesn't care about anything else. Like when I grow up, I want to be like Peter. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, like Peter both seems younger and older than everyone. And it confuses <laughs> the fuck out of me. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird when, when you realize that he's married and he has kids. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, If you told me that he was anywhere from the age of 21 to 45, I'll believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he has a doppelganger that makes <laughs> movies on hollywood yeah 
you know. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So yeah, I mean, ah, yeah, I, I hard, hard for me to say what's my favorite episode, That's my fair. favorite best bud, dude. Like, love everybody who's come on the show. They've all been awesome. They've all been, uh, like they've shared a lot of things and definitely loved how after being on the show, how they ended up becoming more than just a guest. Like now we see them at the track and now they're more like buddies. Oh yeah. And, um, a lot of a lot of uh, drivers actually, like they 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 were like struggling, kind of like br- like coming up to the I guess to the spotlight. Yeah. And then they came on the show, and it just became easy. Like for example, with Federico, like one of one of my favorite oh my guys God. on it. He was having a hard time getting people to pay attention to him because everybody was like, "Oh fuck this guy! Who does he who does he think he is? He's got a Ferrari!" I, like I want to eat spaghetti in his trailer with him. So badly. Oh, you just have to be nearby when they're making it because they'll they'll invite everybody. Oh, man. I've, um, I've, I've chatted with him at both uh, Grid Life and FD, and he's so fucking nice, like ungodly nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, like, that's how you win. That's how you win. You know, to be nice to the people who surround you, and 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 legitimately nice. Obviously, you know, I'm not yeah. trying to fake it, but. Yeah, that's how people reminds you, and how how people ends up liking you. And I just you know, figured just, everything you said was an act, though. Not like I mean, <laughs> like yeah, just like trying to just trying to get people to like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, you need to stop you know acting so hard, Paco. It's uh, it's unbecoming. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a, like very obvious. Yeah. it's all a ruse. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah but, man but yeah anyway uh once again you are fucking awesome for coming on here i do greatly yeah. appreciate it appreciate the invite man that was very nice sorry it took so long like oh. it's like like definitely i feel bad because like i should oh. have done this three four months ago at least i mean shame on you for living a busy fulfilling life it's not <laughs> acceptable god damn it <laughs> thanks buddy Uh, Thanks, man.